Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Kern. Interesting fact uh, in today, today in wrestling, uh, we've had five deaths, not the same year, but the same day. Listen to the names. Mildred Burke. Right, credit as being one of the pioneers of female wrestling. Kerry Von Erich, Eddie Gilbert, Viscera, and Ivan Koloff. Every week, I, I go through the deaths to see, you know, anything I want to mention. And this is a weird one because some big names all died today. Very strange. You, know, you don't see this too often. Usually, you get one or two names that pop out on the list. Just today, we had five. That is quite interesting, to say the least. And with my other co-host, Blackbeard himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, so, you had 15 bucks, and you had to make a Survivor Series team. Why are you guys looking at me like that? Did something happen with that tweet? I I don't see it. (laughs) It's the lead? Oh, shit. Up right now, all the women are gonna. All right, we lost the female audience. Sorry, guys. Okay. In all seriousness, what did you guys think of that whole situation? So, for those of you that aren't sure what we're talking about, there has been plenty of times over the years where you see on social media some sort of tweet where you got to make a fantasy team and here's the money you got to spend, or you got to make a Survivor Series team. Here are the guys you have to choose, and they rank the guys with like different dollar amounts. So maybe Warrior and Hogan and Stone Cold were five. You know, and you may work your way down to maybe somebody like Hardcore Holly is a dollar and you got to make a team of five with like 15 bucks or something like that. So WWE on Fox decided to do this with the women. And to put it mildly, some people got really upset about it. Which doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you're if you're a female wrestler, you know your place in the company. By your booking, by your draw, by your merch sales. If you're not selling as much as Bailey, Sasha, you know, who else was at the top? Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, like the four horsewomen. If you're not making as much as them, you know, you know your place in the pecking order by where you are on the card and all that stuff. Like, so it shouldn't be real, really a shock. We see this all over in sports, NBA, NFL. You see it with legends. You see it with current players. Like I don't, I don't understand why they got so butthurt about it, and it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're, if you're that concerned, do better. So, just to give some context, five dollars was the four horsewomen, as Freddie mentioned. Four dollars was Oscar, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Bianca Belair. So you have Raw Women's Champion, NXT, NXT UK Champion, and then the Royal Rumble winner. $3 was Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Alexa Bliss. $2 was Naomi, Lana, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. And a dollar was Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Natalia, and Peyton Royce. Who do you think made the most noise? It was Peyton, Natalia. Peyton Royce? Right? No, it was Natalia. Fucking... Oh, she didn't. It, it was mostly Natalia, but yeah, Peyton did, and so did Liv. So all the, do- all the dollar girls. <laughs> I think they're all upset they got rated lower than Lana, so. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm surprised Lana didn't complain that she wasn't higher up. I'm going to say two things about this. 
First of all, if you were doing a fantasy draft, per se, just on names alone, Natalia would be at the bottom of my list. And I, I think I'm speaking for everyone on this. And it's nothing yeah. against Natalia personally. It's just that, you know, who stirs the drink? Bailey, Banks, Belair, Asuka. These are the women that make things go. That, Like Freddie said, sell the most merchandise. That are in the main events of all the pay-per-views. Yep. Right? Natalia doesn't, hasn't smelt a pay-per-view in a while. Right. She hasn't been on the card unless it's the, like the rumble. Right. Which they only have how so many women. So she was getting in no matter what. Number two, I don't understand this hypersensitivity to everything. Nobody is saying that Natalia, her life is worth a dollar. Yeah. All right. It makes no sense. When I read that, I first I read it and was like, I threw it out of my mind. I was like, this is so stupid and ridiculous. Freddie, stop laughing. <laughs> I thought it was stupid and ridiculous, and then I started reading the comments, and I'm like, oh, my God, nobody's making a value, like a, a judgment on your life. And then Sheldon Benjamin's like, you need to take this down. And I'm like, dude, who are you trying to, who are you trying to get in that group there? Who are you trying to yeah. make points with? Yeah, who are you trying to He's back? just jealous because he wouldn't even make the list for the men's He's side. 50 cents if he's lucky. He'd be, I think he'd be on the buy one, get one rack. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's true. I don't understand it. To me, it's a non-story. It's stupid, ridiculous, oversensitivity, just like everything else that's going on in this world. It's an, it's everybody wants to be offended by something, yeah. you know. And if you look hard enough, you'll find it. You know. I mean, now we all know if this if this if this podcast if they're ranking us, I would be in the five dollar. Freddie would be a four, and Blackbeard, you know, you'd be the dollar guy, right? I mean, come on, you all know that. And Stevie would be in he'd, – he'd be the, the throw-in because he doesn't show up nearly enough. So he would be like, you know, get Anthony, you get Stevie for free. So, I mean, come on. See, I already had one figured out. I figured we have to make a tag team. You have $6. Rob, Freddie, and Steven are $5, and I'm a dollar. <laughs> so no matter what, what I'm in. Well, kidding yeah. aside, you're, you're $5, back, buddy. You're invaluable to this show. My, yes, my, point, my point being is – Hold on, hold on. i got to get this tweet up. Hold on. <laughs> my point is, it's, this is all ridiculous. It's a non-story, in my opinion, but it's been made a story. I, I think Bailey wins, though. Her reply was, guys, it's not real. If it was, they'd spend the whole $15 yeah. bill on me. That's the way I would have been like. I would have been like, a dollar? Cool. I didn't think I was worth that much. Like, I would have yeah. went the whole other way. You know what I mean? Like, Or I would have went total heel on it. Like, you know, wait do you see what I do in the next couple months, you know, or something like that. Instead yeah. of being like, I am not... You know, you can't tell me what I'm worth. Yeah, actually, we can. Yeah. We saw how people get paid. You're not on the. You're not near the, the high part there. The top so, at all. So yeah. we're not doing it. WWE is telling you how much you're worth. Okay. I don't know what Natalia's complaining about. I mean, Lacey Evans announced her pregnancy. She's not even on the damn list now. There you go. It's it's just like Rob said, hypersensitivity for absolutely nothing. Do you think when Lacey's baby comes out, does it cry? Does it go? He's been practicing nice. that all day, hasn't he? Nice. <laughs> Doesn't come out in a diaper. It's got a little robe on. Already bedazzled. <laughs> Already thinks it's the best baby amongst all the other babies. Yeah. <laughs> they start giving that baby everything, even though it hasn't earned any of it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alrighty. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> on that note. On that note. So, let's jump in. Before we got like a, a nice little topic on for you guys later in the show, but um, 
what you guys think of this week? We had AEW, we had the uh, NXT Vengeance Day Fallout. What you, what do you guys think of that stuff? I need to change the name of that pay-per-view stat. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I ever heard. But <laughs> on the other hand, one of the better pay-per-views in the last couple of years. I think you guys would tend mm-hmm. to agree with that, right? I mean, I, I don't think there was a, a dud match on that card. Um, I'm trying to just flip back a bit. Just from, I don't remember what was on it now already, but I know it was good. We had the Women's Dusty Cup Tag Team Classic Finals as well as the Men's. Yeah. And we had the NXT North American Championship. Uh, we had a triple threat for the NXT Women's Belt, and we had the NXT Championship. Do you need the participants? No, I remember all that now. Now you've, you've, you've put it all back. Um, match of the night for you guys. NXT Championship match. I thought that was that was brutal to watch with how hard-hitting it was, but I thought it was awesome. I'd actually lean more personally to the North American Championship match. I thought that was a better match. It was more of a style that I I prefer with the submission wrestling. And I, I would definitely say those are your top two. Mm-hmm. That's definitely for sure. I'm glad that even though I picked wrong, and that's fine, I'm glad that they didn't kiss Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart's ass yet again. Because uh, every time I watch them, they just I just shake my head and think, why? What do they see in them? Granted, they did have a good I match. I was going to say, that actually was my pick, pick of the night. I actually really enjoyed that match. I thought um, they threw everything they could at Raquel Gonzalez, and it didn't make a difference, and that's what I liked about it. I thought they they established her as a true dominant force. Right. So I, I thought that that mission accomplished, right? She looks like a serious challenger, and, like, I can see them winning the tag belts as well. That's how dominant they looked. And, and yeah. you've got that mini feud with Dakota Kai, and uh, Shayna now, like getting that's firing up again. So I think it, it accomplished a lot of things. I, I read some places they were like that Shotzi and uh, Ember should win, and I'm like, why? Like I I don't see that. There's no possibilities there. Like that's a lousy you know lousy win. Right. And uh, I thought that that was the best match of the night. But I agree with you guys. You could have picked either one of those that you guys picked as well, and, and I wouldn't have any argument. I thought it was. Uh, one of the better pay-per-views I've seen in quite a while, from top to bottom. You know, there's always a clunker in there somewhere. There was none here. And what speaking guys... of, well, there there was there was one, there was one kind of clunker. Which one? It was the announcers' table. Yeah, that was that was rough to watch. You're like, uh, poor Tony. And speaking of the NXT uh, matches, who won uh, the picks this week? Who won that week? Freddie. He did. He did. But who's still the champ? Don't worry, I'm coming for you, Rob. Nah, bring it. Freddie I need another. Five and oh. You know, I really honestly thought Tony Storm was going to win. And then I saw the match and I was like, all right. You know, I could. I, but I, what I thought they were going to do, I thought they were going to protect EO and have her, you know what I mean, and not get pinned, but have Tony Storm win. But hey. Congrats to Freddie. You made it perfect. It's hard to pick a perfect pay-per-view. That's tough. If I had gum, I'd spit it out and slap it. <laughs> All of Mr. Perfect. Or you throw your towel in the air and have some, yeah. and have Kai catch it. <laughs> catch it behind me, yep. And Blackbeard and Stevie. What were your records? Yeah. How, how'd you guys do this? Uh, three and two. I think you two should get together and make your picks together. I think you two maybe should confer a little more. Okay. Uh, 
You guys got one right on the last takeover. Go ahead. Yeah. Have your moment. Sorry. I'm going to have two moments. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Adam Cole's turn on the Undisputed Era? Yeah, I got a question. Is Bobby Fish hurt? Yeah. Didn't he? He, he got hurt at uh, War Games. Okay. Or just, so, just after War Games. That poor guy's injury prone yeah. is fun. So I'm wondering... When he returns, is it going to be O'Reilly and Fish against Strong and Cole? Or is he going to side with, you know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see how that pans out. Because O'Reilly and Fish were always together. I mean, in ROH right. days, they were the team. So I'm curious to see, is it going to be a battle of the Undisputed Era? Or is he going to side with Cole? I think I mean, he's out for too long. I think he's still got, like, three to four months before he's really? back. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough then. Well, I mean, you don't know how long they're going to keep O'Reilly off TV now. I mean, they have him on an injury. Right. Right. So, I mean, they could hold him technically out and have them both come back together. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. I was kind of. I always I thought they should be on the main roster. So I think this is just another way of keeping them in NXT, which I was not a fan of. I thought they should have moved up by now. I would have liked to see them on a, on Raw or SmackDown. And see what kind of uh, reaction they got. See what they could do. Because, I mean, let's face it. There are no tag teams on either one of those shows. So any any infusion of a good tag team might have made those shows a little more interesting. I, I think for... I, I like the turn. I thought it was maybe a little bit overdue. Like they could have done this a little while ago. They kind of ran stale for me. But um, I did enjoy... I did enjoy seeing it. I think they're waiting to bring them up until there's live crowds. So you don't blow that reaction on, you know, a bunch of TV screens. I mean, there's a lot of guys NXT just signed, so it's going to get very crowded all of a sudden. Mm. You know, and they only have a two-hour TV show. You know, it's only going to fill so many spots. So I, I, I'm thinking at some point they got to start moving people around. Well, they do have a new show, apparently. NXT Evolve is in the works. Some of it was already recorded, from what I heard. I also heard it has a look and feel like Raw Underground, so we know Rob's not going to watch it. Yeah, that's true. There are titles for it already. Is it is that considered yet. equal to NXT? Is it like the next level down? What is it? I don't even. I've only heard the name. I don't know what it what its theme is supposed to be. I think it's kind of the double A to NXT triple A. Yeah. In some respects, but then again, we got NXT UK. There's NXT India coming. They're going to have a whole farm system. As far as Undisputed Era, I think this was the storyline we were supposed to see back in October when Red Holland got injured. And Pat McAfee was kind of the filler. I think we would have seen a split around then otherwise. As far as the future of this feud, I think it comes down to it's Cole and O'Reilly. I know Cole held the belt up at the end of the show. We saw Cole versus Finn when Finn won the belt. So why are we going back here? As far as them going up to the main roster, I'm going to disagree with you. I think O'Reilly's single run is still too new. I think Fish could do it, but I think he's been so injured they're not going to be rushing him up there. And I'm sorry, Roderick Strong just does not have the charisma. I think if anyone's getting a call-up soon, it's Adam Cole, and this is him doing the honors on the way out. I think he puts O'Reilly over, and then we'll see him on the main roster. And and I think it makes sense. I think Cole's got the charisma. He could... He could do that, but I don't think we need to see yet another faction in WWE on the main roster. I mean, we 
already got the Hurt Business up there. We got Retribution. How many more factions do we need to see? A good one. A <laughs> good one. <laughs> well, that, that's a booking issue, but do we want to bring another faction up there that they're going to just screw up? I, I personally don't think so. I also wonder if Adam Cole getting called up is going to happen soon just because his it's been rumored his contracts, I believe, do up sometime in the next year. I could be wrong. He's got a connection there in AEW. Yeah. And he'd probably be one of their top stars there almost on debut, I would think. So WWE's got to tread lightly. I could see him walking. Here comes Cole Adam to AEW. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might have the rights of that name, no? That was his name before he came in. I don't know. I don't know if they do or they don't. Him, I don't know. We need to get a lawyer to discuss a uh, trademark. Yeah. 90-day no-compete clauses and all that stuff. Now, speaking of AEW, we saw Sting almost die before our eyes. <laughs> Taking a powerbomb from uh, from Cage. What what do you guys think of, of that spot? I was surprised, I can tell you that much. I didn't think he was there to take bumps. I think they almost did that on purpose as like to the backlash of Sting's here and he's not going to take any. He keeps coming to the ring and nothing happens. Right. So I think in... in response to that they were like you know what no he's going to be he's here he's going to get in the ring he's going to wrestle or he's going to you know whatever they're going to do with him he's got to have to take some bumps here and there so i think cage is you know if you're going to take a bump you take it from the biggest guy there right i mean so he took it and then funny later on tony shivani i think was online or something was like sting's fine you know i was surprised too but you know he took the bump and he's okay so i mean i guess you know, I, I I don't think you're gonna see him flying all over the ring. I think he I think you're gonna see Darby take a lot of the punishment, but I think you're gonna see Sting in the ring from time to time, you know, taking a couple of hits. I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea, but you know. Yeah. How old is he now? Sixty. Sixty-one, I think. Sixty-one. Sweet Jesus! Like, come on, man. It's it's rough to watch. Like, I I don't want to see a you know, somebody's grandpa getting powerbombed in the middle of the ring. Hey, listen, man, he's only nine years older than me, all right? Slow <laughs> it down. I, I was just going to say, I just plowed my, my, my driveway, and I'm exhausted, so I don't know how Sting's taking bumps in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to bed right now. <laughs> nice. What do you think, Not So Blackbeard? I'm actually watching it again now. It was very controlled the way he took it. He didn't take it on that neck area where it seems to be the problem, but I'm surprised. At the same time, I know there's some people that have questioned AEW's medical procedures because of the whole Matt Hardy incident earlier this, uh, well, not earlier this year, but towards the end of last year at the against Sammy Guevara. So my thought would be that he must have gotten cleared. I can't see Tony Khan taking the risk of him taking a waiver, uh, just having him sign a waiver and call it a day. Yeah. It didn't look as devastating as as it could have been. I don't agree with it, but there's a lot of things going on now. People question what other people are doing or what have you. It's ultimately Sting's life. So if he was okay with it, uh, unfortunately, that's on him. I just think AEW needs to be prepared for the PR hit they may take if something goes awry. Now, we have a top five list that we got for you guys. 
our top five underutilized guys in WWE. We, we tossed this around in our group chat before the show. So um, you guys can leave us your comments on what you guys think. And um, we're going to throw it out for you guys. Who do you guys got? Do you guys want to go one by one? Do you guys want to go all at once? Start with five. Start with five. All right. Because the folks want to hear me talk way too much. They want to hear your extended notes. More Blackbeard. More Blackbeard. Right. All right. So, Freddie, why don't you kick us off? My my list, by the way, is in no particular order. I just found five people. Right. So, my my number five, I, I tried to go away from the obvious. You know, like... Cesaro, like that. I, I didn't want to throw guys that we would normally, that we've brought up in the past. So my number five was Sonia Deville. I feel like she's got a lot to give to the division. She could be one of the top uh, heels better than Baszler and Jax, in my opinion. You could do so much more with her. So Sonia Deville would be my number five. Is her nose her number four? Nice. <laughs> her and Triple H should have a nose off. A nose off, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good pick. The only thing I wonder if she's underutilized because of that whole incident with the guy stalking her last year. Right. Yeah, I think with her having to go to court and all that, I think they're trying to keep her free, so to speak. Right. Until this thing gets resolved, but yeah, I, I that's I don't have her on my list, but that's not a bad pick. I have I can't I gotta say, she did an interesting photo shoot. I don't know if you guys saw on her Instagram, where she wore the pink dress and she had Mandy in the yeah, suit, and then vice versa. Yeah. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, sorry, Sonya, in the dress it's just not working. <laughs> Although I think Mandy looked worse in the suit than yeah. Sonya did in the dress. But that's one person that will not be on anyone's list for underutilized talent. I'm sure is Mandy Rose. Yeah. Okay, so my number five is a guy that they actually, it seemed like he was finally getting a mid-card push last summer. And he was part of 205 Live for a while, former champion there. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic, and now he's fodder for the 24-7 championship. Uh, my number five is Drew Gulak. I think he's he's got a lot of potential as a serious wrestler. And I think for whatever reason, I'm splitting him off from Daniel Bryan. Uh, it's it's ruined him. He's become a complete joke, and I just don't think he's that kind of wrestler. I don't, I don't think he quite fits in there. He's doing a de- decent enough job with it, but it just uh, doesn't work for me. I think he, he's better than that. Not a bad pick. All right, my number five is Samoa Joe. Uh, I think if he sh- if he can wrestle, he should be wrestling. He should be on SmackDown, and he either should be fighting Roman for the title or he should be Roman's main enforcer because to me Jey Uso I, I ain't afraid of Jey Uso I'll take him on now right now all right but if you tell me I got to get through Samoa Joe to get to the champion um th- I'm rethinking my position right all right he brings more credibility right so I can either see I can either see two scenarios here coming on and being like you know what I'm head of the table all right mm-hmm. and I and I've beaten you and I've beat, you know, and, and I can, I can do it. Or I want to be your, I want to be your enforcer. I want to be the man. I want to be, I want to protect your back. 
you, know, you bring him back with that Samoan. I don't even care about that face? part. I'm just saying, yeah. imagine having to get through him to get to the champion. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I agree. even if you get to beat him, you're going to get your ass kicked. Right. right? And then Roman walks in and walks right over you. So I think if he can wrestle, because that's the only thing I don't know. I don't know if he's just not wrestling anymore. I mean, he hasn't announced his retirement. Yeah. And I really don't like him on commentary. I much liked him as a wrestler when he had yeah. free reign to say, you know, to say what he wanted. His promos are killer. I mean, the man is, is scary. He can go. Yeah. Right. So Samoa Joe is my pick for sure. All right. So my number four, it goes to Elias. The guy, he's got the look. He can, he can cut a promo. He can go in the ring. They've got him stuck in this country singer, honky-tonk man-esque gimmick. Like, just let it go. Give him something different. Let him prove himself. I think he can he can rise to that high mid-card, lower main event level. You just got to give him, give him a different opportunity. You know, they can't decide if they want Elias to be loved or hated. Right. One week he was a heel, then he was fighting Corbin, and then he was back to being. I mean, pick a side. Yeah. I, I think he's another good choice. He was actually one of my honorable mentions, as was Samoa Joe. I left Joe off the list immediately because I'm wondering if it's injury related, in which case then I can't really say underutilized for today. At least he's got a spot. Uh, my number four is part of what's probably the worst faction in WWE today. And it's Reckoning, a.k.a. Mia Yim. I think she came a long way in NXT. I remember when she first started, I thought she was really green and didn't see how she was going to be on the main roster anytime soon. And she improved by leaps and bounds in just a year. Uh, they brought him up to the main roster, and all she's done is trade wins back and forth with Dana Brooke and stand there as basically a pawn in the whole retribution storyline. She doesn't even get matches anymore. I understand that there was a recent positive COVID-19 test involved. Uh, she's engaged to Keith Lee. I mean, save her from the storyline if you're not going to do anything with retribution. I mean, it looks like they're on the verge of breaking them up. Why not have Keith Lee as her knight in shining armor destroy retribution? Let's move on. You know what I mean? It's it's common knowledge. It's out there on social media that they're together. WWE even freaking congratulated them. Yeah. So why don't we go with it? I mean... It's rare for WWE to congratulate them because we know how pissed they were when Lana and Miro did it years ago. But but me and him, I just see a lot of talent there that's totally being wasted as basically acting as a second for a lousy faction that they just don't know how to push yeah. or write a good story for. I actually have Mia Yim on my list too. So I'm going to say that, but then I'm going to name one of my other ones. Um, one of my other ones on my list is Murphy. Um, I thought they had some momentum with Murphy coming out of the Rey Mysterio feud. And where is he? I mean, I'm not sure he's a main event player, but he's certainly a tag team or uh, intercontinental or U.S. title contender, no doubt. I think he was starting to show a little bit of Mike skills. Um, I liked his moveset. I thought he had some really decent moves. To me, he reminded me a little bit of a young Triple H. And that, that kind of move set, he was, you know, he's smooth in the ring, but for some reason not getting the movement, you know, separated from Seth Rollins and not getting any traction out of it. You know, you would have thought he would have gotten to a, 
you know, a full scale feud with Rollins. I realize Rollins is gone, but now Rollins is back. I mean, you can, you know, Murphy can be like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we got uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know what happened with that. You know, it's like, it's like they fell in love with him for a few weeks. He could be teaming with Dominic Mysterio or Ray Mysterio. He could be doing something. Instead, yeah, he's non-existent. He's non-existent on TV now. It's Aaliyah's fault. She broke kayfabe by posting on her Instagram photos with her real boyfriend. Totally ruined it for her. Seth Rollins just came back on Friday, and it looks like he might be doing something with Cesaro, but time will tell. But a good pick. All right, my number three uh, goes to Chad Gable. Shorty G. They made him into a joke. Uh, For me, he could have been your next... You know, his name not be mentioned, Chris Benoit, S-type wrestler. He had the stature. He had the moveset. You could have built him as, you know, Benoit or Guerrero, Jericho type of guys. The thing that sucks for him is his mic skills aren't the greatest, but in the ring, he's, you know, one of the top top guys there. So um, Chad Gable is my number three. And it seems like more of an NXT player, in my opinion. Like, send him back down to NXT. Yeah, let him let him go down there. Let him reinvent himself. Good pick, though. I, I almost had him on my list. Yeah, it looks like they're finally at least having him do tag team with Otis. Um, it's and That storyline I'm getting a kick out of, because from listening to different podcasts where they uh, Gable's been on, him and Otis are actually real-life good friends and live down the street from each other. Nice. So at least they're playing that real-life thing in there, but... Yeah, Gable's been underutilized. Even now with the tag team, he probably should be at least mid-card at best. So time will tell there. Uh, My number three is actually someone who actually did get her due in NXT, especially in 2020, going as far as a WrestleMania run. And now she was jobbed out on NXT, and we haven't seen her except for a Royal Rumble appearance. And that's the only reason why I'm saying underutilized, because someone as, as hot as she was amongst wrestling fans as far as the interest in her, the moveset, the charisma. I'm surprised they haven't figured out creatively what to do with her, and that's Rhea Ripley. I'm really surprised they haven't done anything with her yet. I thought they would capitalize on the Royal Rumble appearance and coming down to the final two, and she hasn't been seen ever since. And it's not like you could say, oh, she's still in NXT. She hasn't been on there either. So what the hell happened? When do you remember a recent runner-up in a Royal Rumble match Disappearing from TV for three weeks afterwards. Yeah, that's true. That's a good pick. I think she's been underutilized everywhere she's been. So I, I just don't. I don't follow. She's got everything that you need, and they just don't want to pull the trigger on her for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next pick is, and I'm. I'll bet if you haven't mentioned him, you will. Alistair Black. All right, I cannot for the life of me understand what's going on with him. I realize, you know, there's a whole thing going on with the girlfriend and all that, or the wife, whatever she is, I can't remember. But, I mean, come on. He's just sitting there. Nothing's happening. You, you mean you can't find something for him to do? You know, I mean, he couldn't team up with The Fiend. They could put him and Ricochet back together. They were a really good tag team in NXT. Um, I can think of five things to do with a guy like him. The guy's got talent. He's good on the mic. I don't know if they're just waiting for his contract to expire to let him go. 
I don't understand how on one show you can be a, a top guy and you move over to another show and you're nothing. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. It, to me, if you're a top guy, that should mean you're, they're moving you on to the next level to do something else. The shows aren't separate entities. They're all under the same umbrella. I can see if he was in AEW and you brought him over and you wanted to treat him differently, that's one thing. But, right? I mean, they're, they appear in some of the same pay-per-views. Like, he was an NXT champion. He shouldn't, shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. It's a good pick. There's a lot of NXT champion, former NXT champions that are on the sidelines. You mentioned Aleister Black. Bo Dallas. Yeah. I haven't seen him in over a year. Yeah. And yet, somehow, he's still under contract. There's a lot of them like that. Good pick. I actually admittedly forgot all about him, which goes to show you how far down the pecking order he's fallen. Yeah. I agree with you. He's one of the guys. I met him at Access last time WrestleMania was in New York for 35, and he, he was way mad cool, a nice guy. He's got the skill set. There's a lot of guys and gals. They do well in NXT. They come up to the main roster, and there's just issues abound. And it goes the opposite way. There's some people that didn't really cut it in NXT. They come up to the main roster and it's they get pushed all the way. I think it comes down. I think it comes down to NXT more focuses on the wrestling end of things, where the main roster wants more of the charisma. Right. There's a top five list right there. NXT talents who didn't make it on the main roster. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, coming to you before the next NXT pay per view. So, my number two was Samoa Joe. For all the reasons Rob mentioned earlier, um, you can do so much with the guy. He can go. He can. He's got great mic skills. He's got that, you know, imposing, you know, not physique, but that persona that you would want in a top guy. And I just think you're wasting them sitting them on the sidelines doing commentary and stuff. No, he's a good one. I really feel like if there was something other than an injury or this being his decision, he would have been the outspoken type to say something. I'm hoping. Because if not, and they just put him behind the mic just to give him something to do, I totally agree with all of you. He's definitely underutilized. Right. My number two is actually a name that Rob mentioned earlier, not officially on his list, but I'm going to go the route of, yeah, he's probably on a lot of people's lists, and that's Cesaro. He pops the crowd with the big swing that he does. He can go in the ring. He could give you some of the best matches you'll see on any card, any night. He's listed there. And for whatever reason, it's just been a lot of stop and go with him. They had him win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal all those years ago. Did nothing with that. And that was a perfect opportunity. I remember the, the roof nearly blew it's off. Good. I think it was the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And they've done nothing with him. And it seems like, once again, we're starting up again. Try to give him a push. And we'll see where it goes. And I hate to say it, but the only thing that might be working in his favor is the fact that there's no actual crowds. Right. Because it seems like they're giving a push to some people that I feel like if there was a crowd, they might not be getting that chance. And that's not to say that the crowd doesn't get behind him. I just think that the crowd a lot of times has given up on him because of the lack of WWE giving a push to him. Right. So I'm hoping, if you look at a singles run, he's only had one championship, the U.S. title. And that was like when he still had uh, Aksana as his manager all those years ago. That's how far back we're going. Been a tag team wrestler. Shinsuke, uh, Tyson Kidd. Sheamus. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because he also had a pretty interesting tag team with Jack Swagger, and they never got the belts. Right. I only I, I didn't include Cesaro only because he's getting a push right now, 
But I, under normal circumstances, I would I would have him. Well, I mean, beating Daniel Bryan and you know in the last couple of weeks is a pretty big deal. So that's the only reason why I didn't include him. Yeah, I think Daniel Bryan gets a lot of say in his own creative, and Daniel Bryan's trying to put other people right. over and try to raise them up. I don't even think they care what Daniel Bryan does anymore because they know he's not looking to put himself as the top guy. Okay. I agree with you. I hope this is a start to something. I just I have my doubts because they've done this so many times. You no, know, they've me. missed the boat with him several times. So yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Another guy I have on my list, I have Velveteen Dream. I think ever since he got caught up in all that nonsense, he's just been buried on NXT. And I think you, I think they're missing out. I think if you're going to keep someone on your roster, if you decided to do that, I don't, I don't understand punishing him by having him lose all the time. The man's a former North American champion. You know, he certainly could make the main roster, no doubt, and survive because he's got the personality. Right. They can find a gimmick for him. They can give him, a, you know, a hot girl to be his valet, and he can be the arrogant jerk, you know, or you can put him, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do with a guy like him. He's got a really good move set. You know, he's got that arrogance working for him. So I think, you know, it, whenever he comes out of his punishment, whatever he's getting, I think they, he could be pushed. And he's a, I think he's a credible wrestler, no doubt. Nice. So my number one, it's a little, little unorthodox. You guys probably don't even have him on your list. But I'm going with Montez Ford. You're right, I don't have him on my list. <laughs> yeah. For for me, he's Booker T and Harlem Heat. The guy's got he's oozing charisma. His moveset's pretty good. Maybe he's still a little bit green, but um I think you're wasting him in a tag team. I think you can do so much more with him. He can go great on the mic. I, I just feel like there's so much potential there to do more with than sticking him in a tag team. He's the, the skinnier one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's underutilized in Rob's mind, apparently. I, I honestly don't <laughs> care for them. that I don't care for the WWE tag teams. I think they're more but, mostly, you know, they're mm-hmm. like an afterthought. So I, I don't pay attention too much to them. But I have noticed, I mean, he's very athletic. There's no doubt about, about that. Yeah. So uh, you could certainly do something with him. Mm-hmm. If there's, he's Sean and Angelo Dawkins is Marty. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, the funny part is in the back in the day, you were when you had tag teams, you were looking for that breakout guy. Yeah. Right? You either had guys like Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, who could sprint, who could go out and be singles, but really were better as tags, or you had the one guy that was going to be the star, and today you really don't get that anymore. Right. Yeah, so, I haven't had mean, that in a while. He would be in that yeah. mold. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Very good. Uh, my number one. We, we are not number one, right? Yes, sir. We are. I got to play Steven's role. No, you have, that means you have to go off on a tangent for 20 minutes about nothing to do with wrestling. So go ahead. So so <laughs> if one of you hooked up with Nia Jax. Uh, I was having dinner the other night at this place. And, uh... <laughs> Freddie, the pesto chicken was amazing. So my number one is a guy who actually won the Royal Rumble and challenged for the championship at WrestleMania and has done pretty much next to nothing outside of a couple tag title reigns ever since. 
Uh, he's a guy that it looked like was finally getting another push earlier this year, and once again, he's been pushed to the side. And he's a guy that was a main eventer over in Japan. Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Would you like to give my list for me, sir? Uh, if I had it, I would. It's a good <laughs> okay. pick. I didn't really even think of him. Yeah. And I know he just was getting a semi-push on TV, but what did they do with that since the Royal Rumble? He's done nothing yet again. What what kills him, I think, is his, he, doesn't, he doesn't speak on the mic. Yeah, but neither does Asuka. He could speak a little bit. They've given him the mic before. Maybe it's not as clean of English as they'd right. like, but they, they are world wrestling entertainment. Yeah, I mean, when you are signing, right, when you are signing a Japanese wrestler, you are realizing that uh, most of them don't speak he English, speak so English. Like, you can't hold it against them. No, 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 sorry. The WWE's answer to Japanese wrestlers at their main event is he's got to be Samoan, and then they got to dress him up as a Japanese wrestler. They, they, all have to be, they all have to be bad guys. Yeah. Hakushi? Mr. Fuji. Unless we forget. That's a good pick. I didn't really think of him. Yeah. That was a good one. Well, I didn't. Th- I didn't think. I didn't think of Alistair Black. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's even bigger. Good, my good last one is not my number one, but it's just another person I wrote down the list. I did write Bo Dallas down, and I only wrote Bo Dallas down because you've got, you know, the Fiend is his brother, mm-hmm. and I think that's, you know, people love feuds like that. You know, you can have Bo Dallas battling for the soul of his brother, you know, and. Or you can have him with him, you know. I mean, the, he's kind of floundered without the, the Wyatt family, you know. So, I mean, you can kind of rebuild the Wyatt family. You have, uh, what's her name, Alexa Bliss doing all these weird things. Well, you could have him bring Bo Dallas into the fold. I mean, give him something to do. Right? I don't understand how they – I want the job where I can get paid to stay at home. I don't get that. I still have to log in every day and do work. You work? Kind of. <laughs> he's a teacher. So – right. I think it's a, you know, like I said, I still think Alistair Black would be my number one on the list. But I, when I was looking through the roster, and they were talking, and I saw a story recently about Bo Dallas' status, and I'm like, dude, come on, throw him in a tag team, let him, you know, do something with him. I mean, the guys, you know, and again, another former NXT champion, mm. multiple time, former tag team champion. Let him go or give him something to do. Make him clean the arena after the shows. or white. Let him have him out there cleaning the Thunderdome. I don't know. <laughs> I <think> Windex. <laughs> with, with him, they made him into such a joke that it, it killed him. Ah, speaking of jokes, what's up? Stevie D has arrived right in time. Right on time. Look at that. That's because somebody messaged him, all right? Jeez. For our elimination chamber. (laughs) (laughs) What what are we drinking, fine sir? Um, actually, we had the hot cocoa bombs. They're like the chocolate balls that people make gourmet. My daughter had. Yeah, my daughter likes Mm -hmm. those. Yeah, my boss. I just wanted to see Rob be like, shut up, Steve. You don't care. You asked. (laughs) I feed into this. So, Encyclopedia, (laughs) lead us us into our pick. 
Okay, so it is time for the Elimination Chamber picks. And this is going to be an interesting card because we got a couple matches that we don't even know who's in them. Listen, I just want to put it out there. Asuka and um, Lacey, Lacey Evans, I'm going with Asuka for the win. I don't know. Is that a handy? Is that a handicap match? Two one one. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, or maybe they put Flair in her place. Ric Flair. <laughs> that match is officially canceled, right? I would hope so. It's still on the website. But I mean, if they're going to put someone in her place. Do you think it's going to be Charlotte? I, I read something online that they're going to insert Charlotte into this match, and Charlotte's going to win. So are we picking somebody, or are we just leaving this one off? We can leave this one off. Why don't, why don't we wait and see decide. if they announce if, and before the show, and we'll, we'll, we can text our picks in. How's that? We'll leave this one off yeah. for now. Because I don't know who the challenge is going to be, so I'm not picking anybody. And the next match where we're not sure if all the participants <laughs> are going to show up. whole show. <laughs> the U.S. title is on the line in a triple threat match, and it's Bobby Lashley defending against Riddle and we think Keith Lee. We're really not sure because Keith Lee wasn't on Raw, and he's only been on Raw once since going before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, was it two, last week? It was last week, yeah. So yeah. 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 He, he and Mia are still celebrating their engagement. Or getting over their COVID. That still might be a thing. <laughs> well, he did come back for one oh, week. Oh, that's but... true. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you like? I don't know. I'd say Lashley until we find out who's really. I think they're setting up Lashley and Lee for WrestleMania. So I think Lashley's going to win. I think he's going to pin Riddle. And that's going to give Lee the the go ahead to fight in WrestleMania. Because it'll protect him from a pinfall. I agree with Rob. I would have liked Riddle to get a title reign, but I just don't see them doing it for whatever reason. Vince seems to like him playing the stoner head role that he doesn't seem to get. Uh, I think Keith Lee winning over Lashley, that should be safe for a one-on-one. I think WrestleMania, like Rob said, is the place that's going to happen, so I'll agree with you, unfortunately. As much as it, Lashley bores the fuck out of me, I'll pick Lashley here. I mean, No, I'm agreeing with what, everything you and Anthony would say, because uh, I hate Lashley, but I think Lashley's the guy to win it, and then Mania, Keith Lee's going to have his moment. I hope I mean, I don't think anything Bobby Lashley can do can be interesting. And the weird part is he looks like, I mean, he's got a body of a, a, a Greek god. Mm. But I just can't seem to get into him for whatever reason. That's what, she, that's what she said. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck happened to his face. He's got this nasty scar on his face for the last six weeks. Like, how the hell did that happen? What, did he, is he still training MMA and somebody clocked him? It might be. I don't know. And I'm reading online with that now's the time to run Lashley versus Brock. And I'm like... Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see Lashley as it is. It would be even worse if you had him facing Brock. Does anyone on the show want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley? Exactly. The only time I'd want to see the two of them in a ring is actually, I'm sorry, it wouldn't be in a ring. It would be in an octagon beating the shit out of each other. Done. That works. <laughs> All right. Next match. Who's Bow Wow facing at Elimination Chamber? Snoop Dogg. Okay. Battle of the dogs. You might as well start to accept it. It's going to happen. You know what? Triple threat. Bad Bunny, Snoop Dogg, Bow Wow. Put it on the kickoff show. I'm Bad Bunny all the way. Yeah, I was going to say. It's la buena vida, baby. 
he could actually jump off the top rope on like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, did you see who? Did you, see actually... did you guys see who trained? Who 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 advised Snoop Dogg on his dive? No, was it Shaq? No, it it was uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that makes all the mistakes in AEW? Oh, oh Sidell. Was Sidell. As soon as I read that, I was like, no wonder why he did it so badly. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and now there's another I mean... Sidell in AEW, another one making mistakes. <laughs> okay, sidebar, go ahead. <laughs> one of the bad decisions on AEW's part, who does a gender reveal on wrestling? Like, worst, like, five-minute segment ever. Yeah. They should put that on dark so you're not forced to watch it. Tune in on YouTube to find out who, why, who what the baby sex is. Sidebar, did you guys see the the footage from the Japanese matches in the women's title eliminator tournament? And the referee was doing my the double mask like I did on my flight a couple years ago or a couple months ago. That's hilarious. I was like, wow, face mask and shield. All right, we're really safe. And there's nobody in the freaking building anyway. I can't believe Aja Kong is still wrestling. And she won. Jesus. All right, Elimination Chamber. So this is for the WWE mm-hmm. title. Uh, we have Drew McIntyre defending against Sheamus, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. So Drew McIntyre across the board? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's Drew here for me. Question, does The Miz try to cash in at the end? Oh, my gosh, man. You guys know I'm a Miz fan. You're the only one. Miz, I know this. He's one of my favorites. Him and, him and Kevin Owens, those are my main two favorites. I think he's been dragging that out too long. Even when he does cash in, I think he's going to lose, which sucks because I think he could be a good bad guy champion for a bit, but whatever. So I don't think he's going to do it this weekend. But if he did, that would be cool, I guess. I could see him doing it and then dropping it right back at Fastlane. But I also think that there's a possibility we see Drew versus Sheamus one-on-one. Although, if Sheamus is the last guy in the chamber which we know is going to happen and drew beats him is there any use to having that one-on-one match anymore i don't know are you sure i don't know him against the wrestlemania then that's the problem i don't think sheamus is really a guy that fans are going to want to pay their money to see at wrestlemania as the challenger but who else is there i mean you're going to do aj styles again no you already did that jeff hardy's on job duty kofi kingston i'm sorry we're not seeing kofi mania too and Randy Orton, I'm guessing, is going to be with The Fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it has to be Edge just to, because there's no credible challengers on the Raw side again. Well, they didn't build anyone up. The rumor is Edge's room. Are we sure it's, it's not road road lane or block fast? It's fast lane day. Fast lane day. Just going to add day to the, to the end of all the pay-per-views now. There you go. Life in the fast lane. Fast lane day, WrestleMania day. <laughs> All right, so let's let's close out this pick. Uh, that's because I already put for the main event for everybody as well. I saw that. Freddie and I were talking about that when we first came on. I'm like, someone's someone thinks he knows what everybody's thinking. Oh come on! I, I, the true question is, who's going to win the elimination chamber to get the honor to face the, the head of the table, Roman Sorry, Reigns, Roman. the tribal chief? Is it Daniel Bryan? Is it King Corbin? Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, Cesaro, or Kevin Owens. And this match here is why I don't think Edge is going to be the number one contender facing Roman at WrestleMania, because I feel like this is set up so that whoever wins this chamber match loses to Roman 
and then they tie in the whole well I wasn't fresh Roman did jack shit all night and they use that to build up to the rematch of Wrestlemania I'm gonna go with Cesaro I think Cesaro this is where Cesaro has all the momentum I don't think anybody wants to see Kevin Owens yet again I think it's good that he's in the match, but I mean, he has—he's not going to beat Roman Reigns, so there's no sense in having another match with Kevin Owens. Um, you know, you can eliminate Sami Zayn and Corbin for sure. I mean, I think the only two guys you really think—I don't think they're going to go back to Jay Uso yet again. That would be a huge mistake, unless the only way I can see that happening is if Jay Uso wins and Roman Reigns makes him lay down and. Pins them one, two, three, but that's like that's like the the finger poke of doom all over again, and I don't think they're ever going to revisit that. So, to me, the only real choice here that can absorb a loss and not really affect the uh, you know what's going on on SmackDown is Cesaro. So that's who I'm going with. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with KO. I think they they rehashed last pay per view. I think they go with KO. Um, you save Cesaro for Rollins. Maybe he somehow cost him his chance here, but um, KO for me. I'm 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 stuck right now. I'm thinking about it still. I'm stuck between KO and Daniel Bryan personally. He's stuck between Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan. That's that's what we got on our. That's what we got out of that. <laughs> KO or Daniel Bryan? I'll just go with KO since you guys can hear me for a second. Okay. There we go. All right. I actually, I got to agree with you guys. And the plain and simple fact is KO has not lost to Roman clean. And the fact that KO, at least on Twitter, is keeping alive the fact that the referee fucked up on that count at the Royal Rumble and the main storyline hasn't revealed that yet is mind-boggling to me. You had a built-in story there. Yeah. I don't know why you would bring KO back to attack Roman if he wasn't getting another shot. And he loses again after going through the chamber. You still have an excuse to still blow this thing off once and for all. they got to get to a match that KO loses legitimately before you could say it's it's done. I think that's going to happen at Fastlane. <sighs> I think Cesaro needs right. to pin because he can go back. He can go work with Seth Rollins. And it's not mm-hmm. going to affect any current storylines. And if you're saving Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania, he doesn't need to eat the pin here either. So I think Cesaro has got, is the most likely guy who can eat a pin and, and still come out okay. I think if you, KO, I think, has been overdone, and I think the other guys don't have a chance, really. So I, I see where you're going with KO. I could, I could see it, but I think Cesaro is going to eat the pin this time. Eat the pin or get the pin. You picked him to win. No, he's going to win the match. He's going to lose to Reigns. Okay. Got it. All right. So, so those, good, but he loses in the end. Those are our picks for Elimination Chamber. Before we close out, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Young Rock that debuted this week. Keeping with our wrestling theme, we got uh, Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, Andre... The Wild Samoans in last week's episode. What do you guys think of that? I mean, personally, I thought it was kind of interesting that people have um, talked about, and he's talked about, too, running for presidency one day, and then that's how they opened the show with him, like, 
eight years from now or whatever, and he's Can't running for president. And I'm like, oh, is this is this the sign of things for to come? Because he already got my. But I enjoyed the show. I thought it was all right. I want, I want to see where it goes. I hope it gets not that it gets bad, bad, but I just hope it keeps me interested. I guess. I thought it was pretty cool how they brought in the older wrestlers. Also, for me, I'm a huge Miami Hurricanes fan, so that aspect of the show really, really tied me in. The youth. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see where where it goes. I'll definitely be tuning in another week. I think it was different, in my opinion, than what was advertised. I thought it was going to be a comedy, and I felt like the comedic bits were when he was being interviewed right. with the actual rock, but the actual storyline stuff was actually pretty serious. I feel like they're going to, to keep the viewership, I could see this being a five or six episode and possible cancellation if it doesn't improve. I was intrigued enough that I'll keep watching it. I felt like it was falsely advertised. I think this might have been better as a movie or maybe like a six episode type deal. I don't see this going on for very long. Um, you know, wrestling is very, um, it's a niche market. And if he's going to keep going back to old wrestling, I don't see a lot of people actually caring so much. I mean, a lot of people today don't know who Andre the Giant are or the Wild Samoans and Rocky Johnson. So I think, I, I don't see where, and like Anthony said, I agree. I thought it was going to be a comedy and at times it wasn't funny at all. It was more serious. And in some place, I felt like Rocky Johnson, they kind of painted him in a negative light. He kind of looked like a bad father and, and kind of an idiot. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the way he wanted to portray his father. That's the way I was portrayed. I'd be kind of mad if that's what Emily thinks of me, that I'm kind of an idiot and, you know, I don't keep my word and all that. I would be a little upset over that. So I don't know. I want to see it again. I want to see a couple more to see where this takes it. But it seems like it's kind of stuck in the middle. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Are they going to bounce back and forth from when he's a kid to an adult? Like, I, I would have thought it might have been better if they did it in kind of a progression from when he's a child to when he's an adult. And maybe had, like, we're going to do this, you know, six episodes. And each episode is going to be one part of my life. And in the end, you know what I mean? I, I don't see this sustaining long term. I just don't see how that's going to happen. I mean, he's not that much of a crossover appeal that you can, he can hang on to your attention that long. So I don't know. And I, I would have liked to have seen it on Netflix, too. Maybe maybe they could have done a little more, you know, it's going to be very sanitized because it's on TV. But on Netflix, they might have been able to go in a little more, you know, a little more seedier details, so to speak. So, Well, it would have to be, be on Peacock, not Netflix. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't it on the WWE Network? Because... Zach owns NBC now. Titan Games, this. Yeah. All right, well, He's we'll see. I guess guy. we'll have to see how long it lasts. Except that we'll probably end up on there, too. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. All right, so with that being said, we thank you guys for listening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, thesportsfrenzypodcast.com, and the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week.